Jesus' body is gone. Terrified and amazed, the Marys and Salome don't know what to say, how to tell the other disciples, so they keep silence. That is how Mark ends the good news of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, with an empty tomb. Mark's storytelling style is all action. He uses action verbs. Successive episodes in the story happen immediately. He begins his gospel with a brief introduction to John the Baptist, and Jesus is baptized in verse 9 of chapter 1. And from that moment, Jesus is in action. Healing, casting out demons, proclaiming God's imminent kingdom, indiscriminately acting out God's love for every person without regard for their nationality, gender, disability, or religion. Everywhere he goes in his ministry, Jesus invites people to come and see what he is doing. Intrigued and attracted by his teaching and healing acts, men and women follow him, taking front row seats, watching and learning of God's abiding love. At dinner the night before he dies, Jesus invites his friends and disciples into the action. He commands them to love one another in the same ways he has loved them, humbly indiscriminately in community. Shortly after that, he endures a brief and agonizing arrest, trial, and execution. More action, more love, one final act of love, freely given. And then he's gone, dead. His disciples ensure that his body is properly washed, wrapped in a clean linen cloth, and buried in a new tomb that is secured with a stone across the door. And then they go home to be with one another, to weep and mourn. Jesus' death is often theologized as a one-time transaction for our salvation the sacrifice of his life for ours, the blood sacrifice of an innocent to erase the sins of all, the ultimate Passover lamb. If we believe that the good news Jesus came to show us is that God loves us from the beginning, no matter what, then that transaction rings false. God's perfect love does not need to be, cannot be, bought or paid for. It's not for sale. God's love, like God's forgiveness, is freely given for us, for all people, in all time and space. God's love freely given is our story of salvation. Freely given love and forgiveness change us. They change our understanding of ourselves and God and ultimately free us.
It's no surprise that the Marys and Salome were dumbfounded at the open, empty tomb. Love freely given is both terrifying and amazing. We wonder how we could deserve such a gift. It's one thing to have your feet washed by someone you love and respect, lowering themselves to do that gentle kindness. It is something so much more terrifying and mind-blowing to face love powerful enough to overcome death. Mark ends the good news of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, with an empty, open tomb. The good news is that while Jesus is gone from the world, God's love is not. Our lives are the next chapter of the good news. We accept Jesus' invitation to be the doers of God's love and mercy when we love our enemies, when we challenge the assumptions of power to place the last first, when we bring those whom society has marginalized to the center, and when we live these values without resorting to violence. We cannot lose God's love. Like God's forgiveness, it is always there. And knowing this, we are freed to love the way Jesus showed us. Focusing on acts of love, we will find our hearts and lives and spirits renewed. When we accept the invitation to believe in God's love and forgiveness freely given, we join God's action in the world. Our lives become God's mechanism of love and mercy to transform the world into that peaceful, joyful, compassionate, and welcoming kingdom Jesus promised. The next chapter continues now.